Three days ago, Jesus died on the cross. All that's left now are desperate disciples. John, Jesus' disciple. It happened a long time ago. It was the evening before the crucifixion. We were all sitting in the upper floor of a house in Jerusalem. He looked at all of us and said, I've so longed to celebrate this Passover meal with you before I have to suffer. Suffer? We had no idea what he was talking about. However, Jesus broke some bread and, and said, this is my body which will be sacrificed for you. Do this regularly so you don't forget what I've done for you. We all ask ourselves, what's the matter with Jesus? Then he took the cup with wine, said a prayer of thanks and, and added, all of you should drink of it. it will all, I will only drink wine again when God has completed his work. We looked at each other. Some started eating right away like, like Peter. I was not able to swallow a thing. Was Jesus going to die? When the cup was back in Jesus' hands, he added, This is God's new covenant, sealed with my blood, that will shed for you. The Son of Man will die, but woe the person who betrays him. The, the one who will betray me sitting with me at this table. Who would betray Jesus? Surely none of us. Suddenly, Judas got up and, and, ran and ran out of the room. I just couldn't understand it. How was this possible? Jesus took me in his arm. John, I'm dying so that you can live, so that all of you can live. Although Jesus predicted his death, the disciples didn't want to believe it. James, Jesus' disciple, after we left the house, we went to the garden of Gethsemane. We had come here often. Jesus asked us to pray for him to have strength. He went on a bit further to talk with his father. And then, oh, it's so embarrassing. James, James, wake up, wake up. I had fallen asleep and the others too. How can you sleep at a time like this? I can still hear him saying that. He could not count on us in his most difficult hours. Great friends, really great friends. I'm so sorry. And uh, then he said, the hour has come in which I will be handed over to my enemies. We already could hear the noise of a big crowd men armed with swords and clubs. 
they also have torches to see in the darkness. As they got closer, we saw that they were temple soldiers followed by priests. And in their midst, Judas. He walked up to Jesus with a stony gaze and kissed him. Jesus looked at him. Sadly, he said, Judas, are you betraying me with a kiss? The man sized Jesus. Instantly, Peter drew his sword and, and struck the soldier near him. The weapon was swung so close to the man's ear that his right ear was cut off. Ah! 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 Jesus told Peter, put your sword back in its place. And then he touched the ear of the soldier and healed him. He knew that his time was come to carry his cross. He's been dead for three days. She's gone forever. He came so unexpectedly. Just now we had celebrated him like a king when we entered Jerusalem. Everything happened so fast. He kept talking about the fact that he has to die, but we, we just couldn't imagine it. Or didn't want to. I miss him so much. I want to pay my last respects. Oil him. I'm so confused. I know I heard you loud and clear, so I followed you. Somehow I ended up here. I know you're good. wonder how the other's doing. Peter, the last time I saw him in the yard, the rooster crowed. Three times before he claimed not to know Jesus. I've never seen anyone cry like that. Peter, 
Jesus' disciple. When Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane by the religious leaders, everybody ran away, except for John and I. They left Jesus alone with his enemies. What a bunch of wimps! I stood nearby so I could intervene. The priests brought Jesus to Caiaphas, the high priest. In his house, they quickly staged a trial. Random people showed up and told lies about Jesus just because they were given a few coins. Each of these false witnesses was meant to convince the high priest that Jesus deserved death. The ringleader spat in his face and kicked him. Their profound hatred poured from every single pore. Slowly but surely, things became uneasy. I stood at a safe distance, out in the courtyard near the fire. I noticed a servant girl pointing at me and speaking with a soldier. Then she approached me. You also traveled with him. I reacted instinctively. Nonsense. Be quiet. Externally calm. Beating up to my throat. Never had I been so scared. Especially when two bystanders were confirming the servant girl's statement. I swear to God, I do not know this man. In that moment, Jesus who stood in the house. I looked straight into my eyes. Tears poured from me. And I ran away. Why? Why did he have to die so soon? God, why? <laughs> I don't wanna think I may never understand Then my broken heart is a part of your plan When I try to pray All I got is hurt I must let you go. But first, 
I have to complete my mission. What's the stone doing in front of the grave? The grave clothes. Cannot be. Where's the body? Stolen. Hello? Is there anybody here? Help. Help. Oh no. Why are you crying? took my master away. I don't know where they, I don't know where they brought him. Are you the gardener? If you took him, so please tell me where you brought him so I can go get him. No. Mary. My lord. Don't touch me, because I haven't gone up to my father yet. You're alive! You're alive! Oh yes, you're alive! Of course, of course you told us. After three days I will rise again. How could we forget? You're alive! Please. Go to my sisters and brothers and tell them that I will go up to my father, to your father, to my God and to your God. Yes, yes, Jesus, yes. Oh, please stay a little longer. I'll do so. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Can you make such bad jokes in this situation? Oh, it's no joke. Please. I have seen him with my own eyes. He's alive. It can't be. Yeah, in the beginning I thought the same. But then he told my name. He said, Mary, Mary. Brothers, he was talking about it all the time. After three days, I will rise from the dead. Don't you remember? No. Come on, use your grey fisherman brain cells. 
true. He did say that. Not just once. Jesus is alive? Yes. Jesus is alive? <laughs> yes. Jesus is alive. James, Jesus is alive. Yes. Jesus is alive. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, we do have a king forever. Yes. Happy Easter. Easter is an amazing message. He is alive. He is risen from the dead. Neither the dead nor the tomb could hold back Jesus Christ because he is stronger than any circumstance. This is an amazing good news for the body of Christ, for all the people around the globe. He is alive and he's risen from the dead. And this gives hope for you and me. We celebrate Easter like four uh, days around the globe and sometimes we forgot why we're celebrating four days. And that's the pattern actually in those four days. And in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 21, here is an example. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Actually, here is a, a principle about Jesus Christ and the suffering. And you can split up the three days in three different parts, actually, in Eastern. The Good Friday, for example, stands for the day of pain. Can imagine the morning when Jesus was betrayed by his own disciples and some disciples they were running away from Jesus Christ and he felt like what's going on so much pain when your closest friends are leaving you betraying you this is a very very hard point in his life and then he was on the cross and even though people start to laugh about him they spit at him and Jesus had an amazing day he felt so much pain and I think Sometimes you experience the same thing in our lives. Pain could be your family is falling apart or you're losing your whole entire business. You start from scratch and now because of the coronavirus, it seems like you're losing everything. Maybe you have a health issue or maybe your kids are not doing strong or well. Whatever you're going through, sometimes you have a Good Friday moment as well in our lives and this creates also an anger. I mean, Jesus could say on the cross, my father or my disciples, why in the flipping world you have betrayed me and you're not taking care? You can speak one word, God, and I, can, I step down from the cross. And sometimes we have a Good Friday season in our lives and you know exactly God can speak the one word and you are free forever and it's not a big deal for God. 
But then comes Saturday. It's a day of confusion. Because on Saturday, Jesus Christ, I mean, he was really dead. There was the shocking moment when he realized Friday he died. It's like a shocking moment. But Saturday they start to realize he's really dead. That's the moment when you realize I'm still single. Or my family left me. I lost really my whole entire business. Or I'm really running out of money. It's not a dream. It's not a nightmare. It's reality. You know what happens then? It creates fear. Fear means I'm not sure if the future is bright. I'm not sure if God is with me in the future. This is like an amazing moment. You're realizing he is dead. He is in the tomb. And then comes the Sunday. Easter Sunday means the day of joy. Can you imagine out of pain, confusion, comes the day of joy when you realize the tomb is empty. He is not in the grave anymore. He is alive. He is risen. That's the moment. Like some situations in our lives, it looks like that. It looks like impossible. And that Sunday God raises all those things into a new life. This is a pattern. Good Friday, Saturday, and the Sunday. You can only experience the Sunday if you understand the Friday and the Saturday because a breakthrough happens to all those steps. I want to start with the point number one. The Good Friday, the day of pain. Jesus experienced the pain level in three levels. Level number one is psychological pain. When you are disappointed about people, you're disappointed from people, maybe disappointed about God, this is a very heavy pain. The second level is a psychosocial pain. 39 whips lashes from the Roman soldier. Usually when that takes place, you will not even survive that. But Jesus survived that and he was on the cross with endless pain. And the third level was the spiritual pain because he was on the cross on my behalf and your behalf. He died for the whole entire sins of the whole humanity. That means he was on the cross to redeem you and me. But in the Good Friday day, there are two points what we can learn from Jesus Christ. Involve friends instead of withdrawing from them. When Jesus knew he had to go on the cross, hours before he said, guys, I need you right now. Please pray with me. Stick with me. In crisis, in strategies, we need a small group. We need some friends. They're going with us to the whole strategy. And I believe if Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he needed friends. How much more mean it, friends, in a season where you're going to rough things. Often we isolate ourselves instead of saying, hey guys, I just need you. We need friends in our lives. They fight with us and they carry us. And the second thing is, Jesus seeked God in the pain. And when Jesus looked for the place where he was, wants to stay in the Garden of Gethsemane was a very favorite place in the life of Christ. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he seeked the Lord surrounded by friends. Jesus was saying to God, is there not another way? Just to going on the cross? And then Jesus said, God, if this is your will, count me in. Your thoughts and your ways should be my ways and my thoughts. 
In a Good Friday days, you need friends. They're fighting with you and seek a place where you feel very comfortable to have a deep and lasting conversation with God Almighty. But then comes the Saturday. And I hand it over to Tobias Teichen from ICF Munich. He will explain us the second point. Thank you, Pastor Leo. It's awesome that we can be together in this message from Munich, from Zurich and all to the uh, countries who are listening right now. And uh, so we are now in the days of confusion. And I think uh, we know these days very good. And right now in the Corona crisis, we are in the midst of this confusion days because we have a lot of questions. The disciples were full of fear because they recognized before that Jesus can do everything. He calmed the storms. He was there. He did everything and he was uh, incredible. And then he died on the cross and they don't see the goal. They see they're in between. It's not resurrection day. It's not uh, before. And now they are confused. They are full of fear. Like in Corona crisis, we have questions. What will be after the crisis? How can we go through the crisis? So we are right now in, right now in the corona crisis, corona crisis in this Saturday, in these days of confusion. And Jesus said to the disciples before this, He said, uh, the crisis will come. And then we read in Mark 14, you will all fall away. And later, then all the disciples left him and fled. They fled in the crisis. So they run away from God, not to God in these days of confusion. Why? Because they believed lies about his character. Like a friend of mine, uh, he played outside and his parents uh, that it's not allowed for him to go outside on this day and play with the good trousers, but he played. He falled, fell on the ground and he was bleeding at his leg. He was so full of shame that he tried to cover it and not show to his parents, but Day after day, he covered it. So he was getting very ill. And after a few days, um, the parents recognized that he's really hurt. And they asked, why didn't you come to us? We could help you. We could clean uh, all the things on, on your trousers, uh, on, your, on your leg. But he was so full of shame. So he believed lies about his parents. That's why he ran away in the pain, not to him. And I, I invite you to really think about his character of God and search him in a new way. If you don't know God, this season, Easter is a very good season to say, God, if you are a good God, let me get to know you in a new way. And so they run to God. And it's like this character helps us in the crisis, the character of God, to see it really in a clear way. It's like when my son was born, he uh, was ill because he uh, he had a uh, yeah uh, uh, some health problems, and so he had to go in the hospital. And I went with him, um, and I have to be there when the doctors came, and they have to uh, do things with him, and I have to fix him sometimes because the doctors doctors have to do something with him. And I thought. My son have to think that I'm not good because I have to fix him during the doctors doing something. It's full of pain when they do something. And so I recognize that that's God's perspective. Like I'm as a father for Benedict, I had a good goal and I knew after these days of confusion, there will be the day of resurrection, but I have to, uh, I have to ask my son to uh, trust in me. So the first thing is to rethink about the character of God. The second thing is to remember the promises God is giving us. God told, told us, uh, Jesus told his disciples before, he said, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. So 
It was not Arnold Schwarzenegger who said this the first time. It was Jesus before he died on uh, the cross. He said, I'll be back. I read it to you in John. There's a little while and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while and you will see me again. He said to them, I will be there after three days. And so they forgot this promise. The problem is, in the days of confusion, we forget, we forget the promises of God. And so uh, there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible for you and me, especially for the dark moments, for the moments of confusion, of fear, that God is telling us that's how He is and how He will lead us, that we can trust Him, that there will be the day of re resurrection, the day, the day of joy. And it's like I was invited uh, in, in Switzerland and we went uh, to dinner and with some friends and I saw uh, the prices of the dinner and I thought, oh, it's a little bit expensive for a German guy. Uh, and so I decided to take a small uh, meal and so on. And uh, after the dinner, one of my friends said, you know, guys, last week it was my birthday. That's why I invite you all for this dinner tonight. And I thought afterwards, I should have known this before because then I would have uh, other choices. And this is the same thing with God. He has so many promises. If we don't know the promises, we miss His blessings. We miss His character. We miss what He is doing. Right now in Corona crisis, it's so important to rethink what is His character, to watch in the Bible, what is His promises, and that we don't let them st uh, be stolen from us. And so this is the second day. And the most important day is now the, the day of joy And we will hear more about this from Zurich. So we heard about Good Friday, the pain they experienced or the pain we experienced. We heard about the Saturday, about the confusion we can experience. But thank God it does not stop there. But Resurrection Sunday is ahead. Resurrection Sunday does come. And the Resurrection Sunday means the joy we experience after pain, after confusion. There is always the joy component we experience. So we as a family, we experienced Good Friday in a very unique way. We all got up by four o'clock in the morning. It was dark. We went outside. We went for a one hour or plus walk. And, and we went in the dark. We walked in the dark for more than one hour. And then by six o'clock, we arrived by the lake. We put on the online experience from ICF and then the sun rose and we experienced the daylight and this was such a great experience because when we walked for one hour in the dark and all of a sudden we could see the sunrise and the daylight getting up, it was for me as real life physical experience from Easter from Resurrection. And so in four short points, I would like to introduce you how you can experience from pain through confusion, how you can experience this joy that God has for every one of us. It all starts with the fact that God loves you. We can, we can read in Genesis, in the creation story, that He created you and I, He created Adam and Eve, and He wanted to share His love. That's why He created you and I. That's why He created human beings, because He wants to share His love. He, doesn't lo he has a lot of love. He is love, and He wants to share His love. This is the first fact. The second fact is, I have sinned. I don't know what about you, but 
in this Corona season, I reach my limitations more often than before. Maybe every day there are challenging situations and I realize I don't act the way I would like to. I hurt people, I get hurt, I feel overwhelmed, I see um, no ends of all and maybe you experience the same. Maybe you fear, maybe you, you have sorrows, maybe you have worries, maybe whatever. And you know what? The sin, the fact that we sin is not the biggest problem for God, but for us because sin separates us from God. And whether you are on the way to get to know Jesus and have not yet a personal relationship, or maybe you, you have this personal relationship, but you realize that things sneaked in into your life. It's what we have here, the love of God, And we are on this side. And the problem about sin is that sin separates us from God. This is the second fact we have to recognize. Then third, Jesus died on a cross for you and for me. And you know what happened then? When He died on a cross, He paid And He made a way that we can come close to this love of God. He paid. This is the gift. This is the gift of Easter. He paid the price that we are not perfect. He paid the price for what separates us from the love of God. And all we can do, we can make a decision to become friends with Jesus, to invite Him and to say, Hey, Jesus, I realize that the sin I have separates me from the love of God, from God Himself, and I need your forgiveness. This is all about the gift. Can you imagine someone will give you an Easter gift, ring at your door, give you a gift, and you say, oh, oh, I pay you, I pay this gift. No, you won't do that. A gift is for free. A gift is a gift. And the gift from God that He made us with the, His Son, Jesus Christ, includes the grace, the undeserved gift, and includes forgiveness. And all we can do is accept it for our personal lives. I would like to read you a Bible verse from John. It says in John 11, verse 25 to 26, what Jesus says is the following, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And the question is, do you believe that? It doesn't matter how far you have come until now with your relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter how you feel right now, if you feel separated, if you feel like mountains growing and separating you from the love of God because you feel so overwhelmed or maybe because you feel so hurt or maybe because you feel so lonely in these days. It doesn't matter if you don't know this Jesus personally at all. All we have to do is ask for forgiveness. Ask for this hand of God for this hand of Jesus that brings us from the separation of the love of God 
into the side of the Father of the loving God. Would you like to join me in prayer and reach out your hands wherever you are, at home, maybe on your car, maybe you have luck to be outside and watch this. Would you like to reach out the hands and ask Jesus to take your hands and guide you over the gap into the love of God? And when I pray, you can repeat it after what I said. You can repeat it in your own words. And I close my eyes and I say, Jesus, here I am. Jesus, I realize that you love is for me. Jesus, and I also realize that I have sinned. And I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask you, Jesus, that you take my hand and help me and guide me and be the center of my life. Thank you that you make me worthy to stay in front of the God of love, the God of life, the God with the resurrection power. And I believe it. Even though I don't know how this all works, but I believe in you resurrection power for my own life. Amen. I don't know if you feel anything. I don't know if you prayed this prayer maybe for the first time or maybe a long time ago and now renewed the answer. But what we do right now is we have two more worship songs and it's a chance and it's a, a, a sang prayer that you can join us right now. Tomorrow 
jamais fim I want nothing 
risen. He is alive. This is the biggest message ever for the whole entire world. This is a life-changing message. The, uh, the Good Friday looked, everything comes to an end. Maybe your dreams are clashed. Maybe your family falls apart. I don't know what you have experienced in your personal life, but everyone has maybe a Good Friday. It turns out into a nightmare. Your dreams, even your calling, your, the prophetic words have spoken over your life. It looks like all came to an end. But then comes Saturday. It looks even horrible. It looks like impossible. But then comes the Sunday. And the Sunday, it's the message for you and me. Even if things look like that, it looks like impossible. The same power that rose Christ from the death lives in you. Hey. This is an amazing message. The same power that rose Christ from the dead, from the tomb, from the dead, lives inside of you and me. And I just want to pray right now. I believe we should not only celebrate the Eastern, something happens 2,000 years ago. I think God is the same today, forever. And He can do right now a miracle in you, a miracle in your family, a miracle in terms of finances, a miracle in terms of your company, your church, your small group, your nation, what looks impossible, the same power that rose Christ from the death lives inside of you and me. And Father God, I pray right now for all those people, they have gone to a, a nightmare season of a losing season, a season where things have fallen apart. Maybe it was not your own fault. Maybe it just happened and you feel like a victim. And a good Friday turned out into a nightmare. God knows what you're going through. But Sunday is coming. Miracle is coming. Forgiveness is taking place right now. Restoration, restore of your family, of your business takes place right now. And I bless you right now. The devil is not the last word. Death has never the last word. We as a Christian, we have a vision that even though not everything is going smooth and well, but we belong to heaven. We have an eternal destiny. It's bigger than anything else. Hey, miracles takes place right now. We have a miracle working God, a way maker. In the name of Jesus Christ, the name who is above all names, that names who clashed the demons and all the devils and everything is stronger. Wherever you are right now, the tomb is empty. Jesus is not in the tomb anymore. He's alive. He's risen. Let's sing that over your situation. The day of joy. The name above all names. In that name, healing takes place in the sweet name of Jesus Christ. When we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, 
in a seen and unseen world, something is shifting, something is changing. The atmosphere right now is changing in your soul, in your body, in your spirit. Right now, let's change, let's lift it. The name of Christ, sing that as a statement. Nothing can stop the name of Christ. Nothing can stop the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing can stop the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is always stronger, stronger and more powerful than anything else. Speak it out and sing it and believe it. Believe what you sing and sing what you believe that the name of Jesus Christ is above everything. Let's change His atmosphere.